What is up my thrifty friends? Tabs here from the Urban Goddess Shop. Today's video, it's Monday, so we are doing a work with me and we have lots of little things to chat about. If you're new to my channel, I'm a Canadian reseller. I'm a mom to two girls, a wife. I work part-time in a hospital pharmacy and I love to sell used clothing. It is my jam here on YouTube and I help you grow a side hustle reselling clothing as well. All right, Thrift Gang, we have some questions to address today, but first we're gonna jump into the life and business update. Okay, uh, I feel like the last week has been a really heavy week for me. Uh, I was wrapping up all my business taxes and it was very time consuming, like all consuming of my mental capacity. <laughs> I don't even know how to word it. It definitely gives me a lot of anxiety doing my taxes and it's not the fear of like, what am I going to owe or what if I don't have the money because I generally know what I'm going to owe and I always have the money in my business account to pay my taxes. But for me, I just feel like it's a lot of puzzle pieces that I'm trying to fit together and I'm going to be honest, I don't have the best like bookkeeping skills. I keep all my receipts, but like nothing's organized. I have to like go through our Amazon account, look for all our expenses. I have to go through our credit card bills for each month, looking for additional expenses that perhaps I miss that I don't technically have like an invoice or receipt for. It's just time consuming and it's my own fault. I literally made the bed that I am laying in, but I think this year I'm going to do my best to try and get a little bit more organized because this is my second year where I feel like my business is really functioning, moving forward, and I just, I don't want to go through this anymore. I don't want to feel the way I've been feeling about the anxiety of getting all this information together, but Today I finished it. I literally did a happy dance when Jeff came home for lunch. I like did this goofy dance in my pajamas in the kitchen because I just felt like a million pounds had been lifted off my shoulders just finalizing it. Had a quick chat with my accountant. Um, I don't know if that's a Canadian term. I feel like in the States you guys call them a CPA. But here I just call him. Actually, I'm going to pull his business card. Let's see. Oh, he is a CPA. Yes. Okay. Business, commerce, Bachelor of Arts. I always just call him an accountant. Oh gosh. Okay. I've been terming this wrong. Okay. My CPA. And uh, yeah, it's just feels good. Feels good. So I haven't been doing a lot of business stuff. Like I was doing the bare minimum to keep my business running last week, um, as well as editing the videos that I had and just trying to put all my mental focus. Like one night I was actually up till one in the morning trying to make sense of my eBay, um, what do you call those? Like the monthly reports. It's just, ugh, none of these platforms make it easy. Let's just put it that way. None of their reports are easy to translate. And I think that's the most stressful part. So I feel like just a huge weight has been lifted off me this week. And next year, I think I'm going to try and do my best as well to try and get my taxes done earlier. So I'm not, you know, getting so close to our cutoff. Our cutoff for business taxes in Canada, I think is about in a month. It's I think the second week in June. So I have time to get everything in, but I'm, I feel like I'm cutting it pretty close. Okay. So yeah, I just like 
I naturally have a bigger smile this week. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to jump back into my business. I've had a few thoughts on changes that I want to make. And I had a really good eBay sales weekend, like really good. And uh, I'm working on sell-through rate. And it's hard because what I sell on eBay, I mean, my Lululemon, all my current Lululemon does really well on eBay. But my Aritzia stuff doesn't translate as well onto eBay. So I need to diversify those brands. And I keep saying I'm, gonna, I'm trying to. I literally am trying to right now. But yeah, I'm excited to start picking up some different stuff. Uh, also, doing my taxes gives you a chance to kind of reflect on what you've spent and what you've made and everything. And I was hoping that my profit margin was going to grow this year. But it didn't really and i've been doing a lot of buy sell trade shopping like um what the heck like inventory shopping i guess and i think i've had a fair amount of bad buys where i'm not making the profit margins that i want and that i'm buying things based on like you know previous year sales but they're not converting the way they used to so i definitely have a lot of thoughts going on in my head and like business reflection things that I want to change and I will have a video coming out probably in the next couple of weeks where I'll share my thoughts and what's going on. I have a lot of things to kind of organize up there right now but I'm feeling rejuvenated and excited to move on and move forward from my tax season and also try and make some changes in my business right now. I am trying so hard to make eBay a thing like I just want it to match my Poshmark and this weekend it was really good sales like I actually think I made more on eBay than I did on Poshmark and I don't even have all my numbers I'm so sorry guys because my sales were a lot slower on uh, Poshmark for sure so yeah just lots going on I'm excited to share as things develop over the next couple of weeks so that kind of actually went personal into business and personal wise still we've been spending our weekends working on our ambulance oh man I feel like we're almost wrapping up the exterior and we're getting so close to moving inside and working on the insides doing our electrical stuff I'm just so excited to start using it so our estimated like end date I guess finale for converting this ambulance and if I'm, I've talked about it here before but I'm going to pop it up here this is our ambulance channel is fall and I really want to start camping in it and I want to do some travel thrifting in our ambulance I can camp in it I can like do a road trip I think it would be so fun I don't think my road trips would be far maybe like next province over for the first little bit until I get used to driving it because it is a much bigger vehicle than my Volkswagen Jetta for sure and I think Jeff is a little bit nervous about me heading out in it just because I am not the best driver <laughs> I'm throwing it out there I am not the best driver uh yeah for sure I, I I don't even try and say I'm a great driver I am not so I definitely need to have like some I want to say lessons maybe driving I don't know I need to learn how to maneuver it uh, park it things like that so yeah I'm just feeling really excited a lot of good things are lining lining up right now and we just had Mother's Day so I talked with my mom yesterday so happy Mother's Day to any anyone out there no matter what kind of mom you are or yeah mom to pets doesn't matter I hope you had a good weekend 
personal life, that's kind of everything going on. We're busy, kids are busy, we got lots going on, getting ready to open up the lake, but eh, I'm just, yeah, good things are happening. Business-wise, sales have been slow, but I've said this before. I think I, I talked about this in my What Sold video that I put out on Friday, and if you didn't watch it, I'll just pop it up here. But I do think my sales have been relevant to the amount of listing that I've been doing, which has been not much, like not much in the last few weeks. And I just have had a lot on my plate. I didn't really list much last week with my taxes coming up and uh, spending a lot of time on that. So I only have so many hours in the day and so many hours that I allocate to my business. So I just do what I can do in that time frame. Now, this week, I'm hunkering down into my listing. I set the goal of 40 listings. Sales did well compared to what I have listed, but I feel like I can do better. So yeah, business-wise, I'm not where I want to be, but it's my own fault. Again, I'm laying in the bed that I have made. We're going forward. Got some things happening in my head, and I think that um, my next What Sold video should be pretty good. Okay, let's jump into today's topics. Uh, News-wise, I don't feel like there's anything newsworthy that I saw that was worth kind of talking about. All platforms are pretty quiet right now. Poshmark did release their newest um, update, or I guess newest news thing, newsworthy thing, which was that beta program for promoted closets. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. I don't really have new information, but we can chitty chat about that after. But yeah, it's been kind of quiet out there and I'm okay with it. Now, I have had a few comments and people reach out to me. I know that there is some like stuff just happening in our community and I just want to make the statement that I am choosing to not talk about it and I'm choosing not to put energy into it. So I'm sorry if I disappoint anyone that's coming here looking for some you know, commentary or like insight. I just won't be addressing any kind of like reseller community drama right now. Let's go into some questions. So I've had some really good recent questions that I think would help a lot of resellers. And they're also common questions that I, that I receive. So we're going to go through those and then we'll chitty chat about Poshmark a little bit at the end. Before we jump into the questions, actually, I want to talk about all of us kind of being stuck in a rut right now. And I just want to make this statement. I think um, reseller, like resale, secondhand, clothing, e-commerce, like all of that stuff has changed in the last few months on all platforms. It's not just Poshmark, it's eBay, it's Etsy, it's everywhere. There's a lot of change happening on the platforms. Consumerism is changing resale market value has changed a little bit and there's just everything you're going through I promise you I'm probably going through the same thing no matter what size of reseller you are no matter whether you have a YouTube channel whatever we're all in the same boat trying to figure this out right now and trying to pivot and transition our businesses I feel like heading into the pandemic everyone had to pivot as you know, thrift stores were closing, people weren't able to get inventory. And I feel like there's a little bit of a pivot happening right now. Some of the things that I was doing previously are no longer working for me. Some of the values and items that I used to pick up just aren't there anymore. So I have to be more selective. And then I think also trying to step out of my 
comfort zone, which is also going to come to one of our topics. But I just want to throw it out there. We are literally all in the same boat. And right now is, I think, a pivot moment for a lot of people. And we have to figure out what works for us. And it's going to be individual to your business and what you can source locally and how you run your business. But I think this is a time where all of us need to kind of get creative with our businesses. So as I said before, I'm going to come out with some information probably in the next couple of weeks. I just need to kind of get all my thoughts together and try it a few different things. Okay, into the first question. Enough chatting, time to jump into our topics. First question that I received was from Denise and she asked, is it possible to delete a past buyer? She said, I usually run a sale on major holidays using the My Shoppers feature and I send a comment to past buyers. Me too. I do the same thing, Denise. I don't feel like this is overdoing it and it is usually very successful. I always have at least one person leave a nasty comment about getting the message. Is there a way to sort the scroll through and not choosing that buyer to exclude them from receiving the message? Okay. So I have a couple of things to comment on this. I do the exact same thing every long weekend. I use the My Shoppers feature. I add all likes to bundles from like, I don't know, the last month, I guess from the previous long weekend. I will send a comment to all the bundles and I'll usually say like, hey, thanks for liking items in my closet. Happy May long, I'm running a sale. This is the, this is the discount. If you have any questions, let me know. That's it then I will send an offer to all the items or to all the bundles or whatever. I do get the odd person that will send me a comment, like, like you said, that nasty comment. Um, personally, I just disregard them. I don't even pay attention to it. Like one out of 800 people didn't like what I did. Say you like shopping at Ikea. How about that? Everyone shops at Ikea and they're running a 40% off of furniture and you're, you're always on there looking at furniture. You would want them to tell you that they're running that sale. So most people want to know that you're running a sale. Most people are happy to see it. They're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go look through her closet, see if there's anything that I like. Maybe I can take advantage. The people that don't want to, don't care because let's be honest, Poshmark spams people with notifications a million times. So your your message is just one of many and it's a person that they can reach out to and complain to. So I just want to say don't take offense to it and just disregard it. You could go as far as blocking them. Like if you think they were just a one-time buyer and they don't want to talk to you after, you could go as far as blocking them. I mean, could you lose out on a potential future sale? Sure. But this person already has a bad taste in their mouth. Like everyone has different views on blocking. I, and they're like, never block anyone. You never know. I don't care. If you mess with my energy and my personal headspace, I'm blocking you. I don't need that. I will find sales in other people. I will find other buyers for my for my product. But yeah, I just don't take it personally. Now, if you have like a specific person or say you keep track of these people that are leaving comments, which again, I think would just be a further step than I would ever take. But in the My Shoppers feature, before you send, I think it's before you send offer to bundle. Actually, when you're using, so when you're using the My Shoppers feature and you go to select everyone that you want to send the offer and the comment to, just find the person and unselect them. So I would select all, which could be how I typically I can do like 1200 probably. 
and then you could go in and specifically find the person unselect them and they'll be just disregarded from it but like I wouldn't even go that far I would just leave it if someone's not happy oh well pretend you didn't see the message you don't even have to reply to it like that person is going to complain to anyone and that's just my two cents on it I don't know if you guys have a different way that you address this I would love to hear I send I use the my shoppers feature probably once a week I add likes to bundles and I send offers I only send out a message every long weekend and there are some people that I have been sending a message to you know every every month but you're only going to send messages to people that have recently liked items in your closet so they're recently active if it's someone that made a purchase like whatever four months ago and you're only going back a month they won't fall into the add likes to bundles and send messages and I guess I should state through the my shoppers feature I'm only sending offers and messages to people that have recently liked an item in my closet so I don't go through all past buyers I just go to people that are recently active in my closet looking at items and I think that's how you can also filter out people that you know came on one time six months ago just do the recent likes and go back as far as you want in date I typically don't go further back than the last long weekend to send a message so yeah I hope that helps you if you have a different way of approaching this drop in the comments let us know I'm sure Denise would love to hear um, all sides or points if you have a different way of doing it but that's just my two cents on this one another message that I received and I kind of chuckle when I see this because I've seen it a few times and I'm not going to put the person's name in here because she she is genuinely curious but I feel like I've talked about this so many times before and uh, I think this is a limiting belief okay so she questioned I'm just curious as someone who does not have Lulu Aritzia etc brands in my area do you think that your sales would be as high if you weren't able to source these particular brands? And this is a comment that I have received many times. I probably receive it once or twice a month. And uh, I like my straight up answer is absolutely because I would find other things that sell. So the reason, and I've said this before, the reason why my sales are always Lulu, Aritzia, Levi's is because I can easily find them locally. So for me, I don't have to, this is like the lazy reseller part. I don't have to pursue other brands and, you know, do a whole pile of comp searching and trying to find other things because I can find more than enough inventory to list and sell in these brands. So it's laziness. Like it doesn't force me to step out of my bubble, but I will say I talk to a lot of different resellers all across North America and there are many people because I, I feel like I'm kind of like an average reseller. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, have gross sales similar to mine. Maybe sometimes I'm a little bit closer to a full time reseller, but it's just that's it's just my situation. It's just my business model, the way I've set everything up. But I would consider myself an average reseller. Um, I know quite a few people that make the same amount or more money than myself that don't sell Aritzia brands, that don't have access to the Lulu that I have. So I think it's a limiting belief when people are like, 
you only make these sales because you have access to these brands. No, I only make these sales because these are the items I'm sourcing and they're readily available. But if I didn't have these, I would find other items that sell well. And I, I am a firm believer in everyone has equal opportunity and there's enough out there for all of us and there's different ways to do sourcing. So maybe I started doing travel sourcing. I know quite a few resellers that will, you know, go on a two or three day trip and they will only source, they'll buy everything they need for three or for the month to list and then they bring it home and they'll start working on that. And that's all their inventory. I know people that do retail arbitrage. I know people that do liquidation that do very well with it. Um, there's so many different ways that don't involve selling just these brands that I sell. And I'm going to say it one more time. The reason why I sell these brands is because they're readily available. It's easy for me to source. But I, yeah, I firmly, I firmly believe and I know personally that you can make really good money even if you don't sell these brands. I think it just takes a little bit more brand knowledge, brand awareness, looking up comps. There's tons of things that you can just pick up on like material content that do, will do well, but it does involve a little bit more work than what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, this is my business model right now. So yeah, I hope that helps. And I think it's a very valid question. Um, it just takes a little bit more creativity, right? Finding those brands. So if you live in an area where it's a lot of low value brands, maybe you need to go to the nearest city, nearest biggest city. Maybe you start going to garage sales. It's garage sale season. Maybe you're doing online auctions. Like I can't list all the ways you can find inventory, but please do not think that you have to sell what I sell or you have to do what I do to be successful because that I don't I don't believe that at all. I think I think you can be successful if you have the will to learn what you need and the brands and where to source them that will sell for you. Yeah, I hope that answers this question. It it I always hear it and I my heart breaks when I hear people think this because the the first thing I think is that they have a limiting belief and I just want you to know you have to be resourceful. It will take some figuring out. It's going to take trying things and failing, but you can learn it. You can learn different brands, start comp checking everything, start looking things up, and I'm sure you'll be able to find things that sell as well. And you can do online sourcing too. Like there's tons of online sourcing that's out there to be had. And even you could do live auction sourcing. I think there's a ton of resellers right now. And I actually know a couple personally, and I don't want to give out how they do everything. But there are people that are using live auctions for their sourcing, right? That go into um, shows where people have, you know, one or 200 items, and they'll do their sourcing that way. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It does take time. You may have to sit through a three-hour show, but a three-hour show or going thrifting for two or three hours, like it's sourcing no matter what. Okay, that is enough on that. If you have any thoughts or you have different business model than I do and you want to share what you do or you don't have to share brands that you're picking up, but if you want to share your own personal experience with your business, not selling everything that I sell, but still being successful, please drop it down below because I think it's encouraging to other resellers to hear different points of view and different ways to 
run your businesses. My way is not the be all end all. And there's like a hundred ways that you can run your business and still see success. Moving along. Next one. Where do you find today's trends? When I scroll down my newsfeed, I see the shop recommended trends, but I'm not seeing what you're talking about. Um, any guidance you can provide, perhaps I'm not looking in the right place. So if you're scrolling down on your phone, yes, it's shop recommended trends, but they ch they change these trends. They change these trends sometimes daily, sometimes a couple times a week, sometimes weekly. They're changing all the time. So if I ever talk about a trend in one of my videos, the reason why I'm like talking about everything specifically is by the time that video comes out, most of the time I know that that trend, they'll be talking about another one. They are putting a lot of consistent information in there and I really recommend checking it daily to see what is like search terms people are using, um, what types of trends they're noticing. I do think they do a good job with those. Like I will give it to Posh. I think they do a really good job with the recommended trends. And if you're accessing it on your computer or your laptop, when you go into the newsfeed on the very far right, like almost under where you would click your closet, usually they're right there. But I recommend using your phone because for some reason, more trends show up on my phone than they do on my laptop. And I don't know why that is, but sorry if I ever talk about something and you can't find it, it's because they change them so frequently. So I hope that helps you. I receive that question a lot. Like every time I talk about today's trends, someone, not even just one person, usually a couple people comment how to find them and how to look them up. So I hope that helps you. And if you have any further questions, feel free to drop them down below. All right, next question. Jada asked, do you send out offers on newly posted items in brackets same day? Or do you wait until there's, they are a little bit older? Also, if you do not send an offer, is it just a small one like 10% or do you send your best offer to try and move that item? Oh, Jada, I love this one because it's strategy. So I'm going to share with you what I'm currently doing, but... If I'm doing something and it's not working for a couple days, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to do a different strategy. So previously, before this kind of weirdness, you know, started in like February, March, um, I used to have it set to a 20% offer. Automatically, it sent it out within, I think, an hour to two hours, something like that. That was just like my base. And then I would go in after, you know, once a week, I would send out a 30% offer. And then like, usually on long weekends, I would do a 40% offer. In the last month or two, sales have been really slow. So I currently have my automation tool. Okay, two things I was doing. Last week, I was playing with this where I shut off all my offers and I was sending out individual offers. I will always send out a minimum 20%. But lately, I've actually just started the base at 30%. And I think it was Mogi Beth. I think she talked about it in a What Sold video a couple weeks ago. And she said her like first offer, maybe it was either Mogi Beth or Denali. Someone mentioned it and they said their base offer is 30% all the time. So for me, it doesn't matter how old the listing is that base offer is always going to be 20 to 30%. And I am priced accordingly. So I'm going to price closer to retail value. And I should also like stipulate most of the items that I'm listing 
are within four years old. They're all pretty current. So this would change if I was selling like older items, but most of the fashion that I'm selling in my closet is pretty current. So sometimes I mark it up a little bit closer to retail value, maybe 30% off retail value. Also looking at sold comps and I'll usually be priced on the high end of sold comps and then I'm priced to allow 20 to 30% off. And I can offer 50% off on most of my items and still make a little bit of profit. But that's not the ideal, right? Like that's not why I buy things so that I can make the minimum profit. It's just that if it's a bad buy and I've had it for six months, I can offer that 50% off and um, still make my money back without losing money on the item. So yeah, I hope that helps. It doesn't matter to me how old an item is. I price to allow 20 to 30% off on my first offer. I do think that when buyers come on to Poshmark, it's just like an it's like an unwritten rule. Everyone wants a deal. Everyone wants a little bit less. Now, there are people that price on the low side and don't accept any offers and just like, this is my price, take it or leave it. So I think there's like different ways you can price and that depends on how you run your business, the items you're selling, the quality of your listings. Like there's just so many variables to give like a set answer on this. Oh, this is such a tough one. I was so excited about it. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, man, there's a lot of variables that go into pricing and how you send out offers. And I think for this too, sometimes it's just trial and error. It's like trying things, trying things. That's not working. Okay, I'm going to try something different. Okay, I need to mark this down a little bit more. No one's biting. If you send out um, an offer and no one's biting on it and you've had the item for, we'll say two or three months, not all the items, but there's a pretty good chance that you're just not priced right, right? If in three months the item doesn't sell and you've been sending out offers, it's either not an item that people are looking for, which might be a bad buy, out of season, or really overpriced, that even when you send out the offer, no one's biting on it because they don't see the value in the item that you're sending the offer for, right? I do believe that if people like items, they are interested. They like it. They're interested in whether they want to buy it or not. But you have to find the price point that those people are willing to pay for that item. They like it. They hearted it. It's like a metric known in all social media platforms that when you like an item, you heart it. But what you have as perceived value and what they have as perceived value are two different things. And that's part of the reason why I transitioned my business into the higher ASP items, because I found when I was playing around in the lower ASP, I was just, people don't see the value in those items, right? If an item only sells for $60 in a store, people don't want to pay $40 for it, right? And then you're getting into that lower ASP, which I also think kind of starts to compete with the live shows, which I am not trying to compete with live shows for sales. So one of the transitions for me in the last six months was getting away from items that are readily available in live shows. And I can confidently say most of the items that I'm selling in my closet, you will not find very often in a live show. The brands may be found, but not the specific items or the um, value of the item or the age of the item. I find posh shows, there's a lot of like older items under those categories, not as current, um, current fashion.
I don't know how to say that. There is current fashion sold in them, but yeah, I feel like, and, I, and then you know what? I've said this before. If you're selling, you know, a $300 wool petticoat jacket from Aritzia that's three years old for $25 in your show, you're foolish. So that's, that's that part too. There are people that are just moving inventory and they don't care, but I think there's lots of opportunity to still make money on your items and that you don't have to live sell to do that because I don't live sell and I'm still selling items and uh, making money in my business. So that's like a tangent. That's a side tangent. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to the TED talk where I just talk about everything. <laughs> okay. So that answers the questions that I've been asked. I wanted to move on to Poshmark. Um, I wanted to do kind of a check-in to see how things are going with anyone that is in the beta program through Posh for the promoted closets. I have seen screenshots of some data that Poshmark is providing to sellers, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are now that people have been using it for a couple weeks. Um, how do you find that it's running? How have your sales been? Do you think it's having an improvement? Will you be using it going forward? Because I am eagerly waiting here in Canada to have access to it and to give it a try. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any information, I'm, I'm relying on you guys to share it because I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't have access to it. I'm so curious. I think there are people that are starting to see success with it and, uh, that intrigues me very much. Okay. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about that's promoted closet related is that Posh Sidekick also started running a promoted listings feature through their app. I have been using it for the last 10 days and I actually sold four out of the seven items, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you're a Sidekick user, I highly recommend watching their video on how to use it and like the best practice. I think it's in their Facebook group if you're a part of it. Very helpful. I watched it. It helped me kind of get it set up and how to choose which listings to promote. So thank you to Michael and Erica. Good information. Here's the extra thing I want to talk about. And I think this is applicable to any sort of promoted service you're using, whether it's on eBay Poshmark or some outside tools. They cannot do magic, okay? They are only putting your listing in front of buyers, right? They cannot make people buy it. So if your items are not in demand, um, priced wrong, poor pictures, poor descriptions, they cannot fix that, okay? I need that needs to be said. Promoted does not necessarily equal sales. You have to have other criteria and factors for your listings to be ideal for promotion. Nine out of 10 times when someone asks me about a listing, it's actually one of these issues. Like if they're like, why isn't this item selling? It's usually one of those issues. So I just want to throw that out there because I know people are going to say, well, I did this and it didn't work and I tried this and it didn't work. I think that if you have items in demand, they're priced correctly, good pictures, good descriptions, SEO optimized stuff. Um, you should see success with the items that you are promoting. So yeah, I haven't been able to use Poshmark's promoted closets, but I have been using Posh Sidekick's promoted listings and I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm for it, but I'm following their rules. I'm putting it on the items that they recommend. And uh, I'm interested to see how it works over the next few weeks. Cause I just, 
added some new ones because those items sold. So now we'll see how it works on these new items that I recently promoted. All right, that is it. Oh my gosh, I feel like I've been talking a lot and nothing like crazy news, but just good talk, good reseller chit chats. Uh, if there's anything you want me to discuss, please drop it down below. I'd be happy to add it into my Google Doc for, for next week and uh, we can chat about that. Um, if there's anything you want to add to any of these, please know, guys, drop down in the comments. I love reading the comments. Everyone reads the comments. That's where the magic happens. Uh, okay, so let's end this on a fun note because I think there's a lot of like challenges happening in the reseller world for a lot of sellers right now. Let's do a shout out, like a win, a success, something you're excited about in the last week, something that you just maybe are proud of. And it can be anything. It can be business related. It can be personal related. I don't care. Let's celebrate some wins because I think it just, we're better when we uplift and cheer each other on. We're better when we work together as a community. So I I'm going to celebrate my win. My win is doing my taxes, my business taxes. As I said before, that was a really heavy weight on me the last week or two, knowing I had to do it. I obviously have my own like emotional things to deal with, with, with my finances. Not that I'm in financial trouble. I need to say that I'm just, finances are not my strength. Keeping track of everything, not my strength. So I'm just happy that I was able to get it all completed and I think I'm going to set some processes up to put me in the right direction and one of them is going to be properly setting up my QuickBooks because I've been paying for it and not using it properly but I'm going to talk with my CPA when I go visit him this week and see if he can help me or knows someone that can help me set that all up. But yeah, that is my win. My win is getting my taxes done. It's just such a huge weight off my shoulders. So I would love to hear what is your big win over the last week? What do you want to shout out? I want to cheer you on. Let's cheer each other on and uh, just make this a better community to be a part of. All right, guys. I am heading out of here. I hope you enjoyed this video. It's a little bit different than we normally do, but still, like I said, great discussions. And uh, if this brings value to your reselling business, make sure to hit like and tap subscribe on your way out. All right, I am wishing you guys all many sales and I will see you next time. Bye.